Hey everybody, it's Maureen. Do you like Blue Apron? Well, guess what? Imagine that, but you read it. That's right, I'm talking about books. I've written a lot of books, including the recent Truly Devious. It's summer, it's the right time to read a mystery. Why not read a mystery about a school where the crime of the century was committed in 1936 and a girl's come back to try to solve that unsolved crime and then more crimes happen and it's it's got it's got threatening letters and puzzles and secret rooms and murders and and it's going to be three books and I'm writing the second one now in fact I'm going to do it right as soon as I get done it's called The Vanishing Stair it's coming out in January so read Truly Devious now so you won't be left behind when the next books come out cuz in the left behind movies all you are is a suit of clothes reading get truly devious how am i doing dan good you know your your voice sounds perfect it does yeah it does just, i think it sounds really good you got just just golden pipes today listen dan this is the voice podcasting podcast listeners want to hear it is hi podcasting is this is a voice for your ears. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. Is a coping strategy. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I am Dan Sinker. And oh, Maureen, I like... I need a lozenge just listening to you. It sounds much better than it did. That's it, imp- and it, that's impressive because it doesn't sound very good. It's fine. It will get worse as this podcast goes on because I'm using it. So by the end, it's I think it's going to be something really special. That's nice. That's nice. So, uh, hey, Maureen. Yeah. How come your voice is so craggly? Well, Dan, as it happens, I got married on Saturday. Whoa. And you yes. did you have to sell your voice to Ursula to get legs to get married? There, okay, here's the thing is that there was an Ursula at the wedding. Whoa. So. And she now has your voice. Yes, she is a wonderful child, and she wrote me amazing books. She's She writes these amazing books, and during the reception, she wrote me uh, several books, including one called The One and Only Pink Book of Rat. <laughs> wow. And How to Write a Book and Be Happy About It. Oh, that's I, that should be shared widely. I don't know yeah. anyone that's accomplished that. Her books are amazing. So uh, uh, apparently, I just woke up the next morning, and I saw sounded like this the next morning uh apparently i must not speak to people ever because i sounded like this i, I guess just from talking it, and i didn't think i i didn't think i spoke that much well you know that's how yeah it's awesome though you got married i did i uh, did Dan. How was it, it? Was to the max that's good it was to the max, Dan. I'm not a big wedding person, as I've explained many times we've, on this. We've established that fact. I know. I and in your head, uh, now, now nobody has to listen to me anymore about it. But, um, but it was it it was one of those things that when I was done, I was like, that was really good. Like that was everything it could be. 
That is I mean, it was great. Awesome. And uh, we got married in Central Park at a place called the Ladies Pavilion. It didn't rain, but it was kind of overcast and soft. Like, so it was very kind of, it was cooler and the lighting was like really soft and it was really very pretty. And people came and I was like, people came. I, oh, that was nice of them. Like, I, I was unable to come for, uh, because I am, I am on a big road trip, but I was watching the weather reports in New York with real stress. I, I, it seemed like a minor miracle that it actually didn't rain. I was very confident. I was like, it'll be fine. And it was. You had it. I had a lot of confidence. I was like, this, I got this. And, um, so I know what you're wondering. Well, first of all, it was one of those things where you're like, I got to see all these people. And it was, um, I don't want to sound sappy. I mean, it's not my, it's not my way, Dan. It's not. But you're not a sap. You're no sap, Maureen. I'm no sap, Dan. But I was like, this is what it's all about is one of those like real feelings I had. Like, this is what matters. Seeing all, seeing people and. You know, it's it was seeing my friends and it's very nerve wracking, though, to have all the people, you know, in the same space and then trying to figure out how they go together. Yeah. And I spent a lot of it worrying that everyone was OK. Like, I'm like, are they eating? <laughs> that's not your job. Oh, no, no, no. That's that's what I do best. I was like, I, I, I was like, I, at one point I took the microphone. I was like, is everybody eating? And um, what was suggested to me, it was I had one of the creators of Night Vale was there. So I he had some good suggestions for things I could say into the mic, like just picking it up and saying, everything's fine. <laughs> and not saying anything else. Um, but uh, it was it was amazing. And it was in the Housing Works bookstore, which uh is a great not only is it a great one of new york's great used bookstores but all the profits they make go to charity for um hiv homeless wow. specifically hiv homelessness um it's a great organization so it was like if you're spending money at this venue you know it's actually this is where this money is going and it was pride weekend which is like the number it was like the best place I didn't think of it at the time. I put it together later that I was like, this is the best place you could possibly have a party on Pride Weekend because like, it's like raising money for. Yeah. Totally. And it has it's connected into a lot of of Pride related causes. And they had a Pride event that that day. And it has an overhang. It has like a kind of balcony that runs around. And the kids just naturally ran up the stairs and we're just running over around the balcony the whole time. So there was like this happy sound of feet overhead and great. it was great. And um, yeah, and we did things our way, which meant that the, the ceremony was full of jokes about people eating spiders and being watched by <laughs> ghosts and raccoons. Uh, that is great. So I am now married. That's exciting. And there were no hitches. There were no hitches. Except that you except None. you got hitched. Damn. Ah. Damn. Ah. The only hitch is that you weren't there. I know. It's true. 
Wasn't that touching? Was that touching? It was. It made me well up a little bit. I was not there because I was uh, at a campsite in Wisconsin on our way up to where I am right now, which is uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, yeah, your your wedding fell on the first of 60 days that me and my family are spending uh, on the road, mostly living in a metal trailer. You're always living to the max. We're doing this summer to the max. Uh, yeah, I. This feels like a lot of storylines of says who are 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 coming to a close. Your wedding has been ongoing. This this trip is very much a, you know, my wife Janice, who was diagnosed with breast cancer a little more, a little less than a year ago, uh, is you know has just had her survivorship meeting and you know like good things and we. You know, we basically decided that we needed to, you know, we needed to celebrate life in a way that, you know, takes it to the max. So we uh, we said goodbye to our house Saturday morning and uh, started pulling a little house behind us. And uh, yeah, we're but we're actually not living in that little house right now because uh, our first stop is Minneapolis, where I run a conference in two days. Uh, so. <laughs> I was, I was, I was. There's a lot of mind shifting happening in my brain. In fact, you know, this is this is our most personal says who yet. It's true. I mean, it's very yeah. Actually, the next time we record, if I'm not mistaken, I'll be in England and I'll be in Colorado. So wow, we're, we we continue to try to run from events, but events. Well, I think this is going to be an unusual says. This is going to be an unusual says who. So good. I'm a wizard. Hello, says Whovians. I should. I want to always sound like this. To be honest with you, <laughs> I like it. You could. Do, I sounded even better yesterday. You could get good side gigs as like a birthday clown with that voice. I'm uh, cartoon yeah. work playing the. Hey, hi. I'm 13. Why are oh, I'm having all these feelings? Um uh a lot was happening on the lead up to all of this. But I just want to throw out a to I I think maybe Dan because you just said a lot of storylines are closing, but that means new ones are opening. It's true. So uh you know, as this as the writers room is like, look, we're we're winding this down, but we're about to open up a big new storyline. Just this morning, uh, Bloomberg was reporting that may- maybe the, all the candles, the Robert Mueller candles that I was burning at the wedding, which I did have at the wedding, um, and the many wishes that we were making in that direction, maybe that did something. Maybe the fact that you are making the sort of symbolic journey that you know you've gotten in your in the trail you're like i will make the symbolic journey and i was like i will do the ritual and burn the candles maybe maybe something is shaken loose because the the reporting this morning is that he is poised to zero in on the trump russia collusion allegations with potentially a report coming out in the fall well that may be true but i've heard from many people are saying there was no collusion maureen Many people. Who, who um, many people, people are, are saying. saying no collusion, witch hunt, no collusion. 
Well, it, I think something might be going on for one very personal reason is that I've told you that at the wedding, I assumed that uh, my boyfriend's uh, Carter Page and Sam Nunberg would um, probably try to interfere with the ceremony, but... Yeah, did they? Well, I didn't see them. Um, I It's a big park. I think they were watching. I felt their presence. I think that they... I think that... I think they were busy. Maybe they had built a weather machine and they were trying to get it to rain, but they could never get it fully... These are not the most competent people in the world. Oh, my God, Dan. Oh, my, that's it. So instead, it. they just kind of made it cloudy and 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 dreamlike. And they were trying, and they were desperately trying to make it work. Exactly. They knew you were getting married outside, so they were like, "This is all we have to do." And then she's ours. <sighs> and then they, they were trying together. And then they were just, "Oh, make it!" And and then by the time they, and then it was over. Did it rain the next day? No, it only got nicer. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds like their weather machine. That does sound like their weather. That's the most romantic thing they could possibly have done. And I I want you to know, Sam and Carter, that even though now I'm married, nothing changes. We are exactly the same. And um, you know how I feel about you. <laughs> I have special dispensation. As I said... I'm not referring to it as getting married. I'm referring to it as updating my terms and conditions. <laughs> but my terms and conditions are always going to include a line for Sam and Carter. They have a clause. Oh, yeah. They have a clause, all right. Ah, <laughs> uh, it, it is... This has been... Like... I feel like both you and I have had these really kind of amazing, cathartic, personal weeks that have like, you know, they they have concluded things that we've been kind of planning for a while or starting things, you know, and, and at that conclusion is also sort of a start you for just sort of like, all right, that that's done. And me like, okay, we're on the road for a while. And like, all of this happening in the backdrop of what, in my opinion, has been the hardest and worst two weeks of the Trump campaign with yeah. just pure atrocity at the border. You know, I mean, it, it was it was the first time that images lined up with the with the worst imaginings in the early days, you know, with the, that, the fear of like, things are going to get really bad. And then now we're suddenly having images that line up with the, the worst of that really bad with children being ripped from their parents at the border for no reason other than to be terrible. It was, um, it was so brutal. I don't, I don't even know how to, I mean, you are, you guys, if you're listening to this, you already know it was so brutal that you, I, it's, it was definitely one of those moments where 
it's all this all has been transformative. And again, um, many people were telling us all along that this is what was really happening anyway, and it just took um again, always listen always listen to people of color who who already know, like who can who can actually tell you because they've lived it already and they and the but the and if you have for profit prisons, like you will then naturally have for profit detention centers. Things that are naturally are the the like the bone structure was there. Yeah. Um, we, I I couldn't. Yeah, like a lot of people, you know, you didn't you didn't sleep that well, or you no. just started feeling very nauseous. Like you just genuinely, you'd read the nose and get that feeling that you might actually throw up, which is a new one. Like I've gotten, yeah, yeah. I've had, I've never. I saw a couple of those, and I was like, oh, I. This is a real new one where I might actually just barf. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Um yep. uh we in the middle of all this we we backed out of the United Nations Human Rights Council. Yeah, which really felt on the nose. On brand uh, for what we were doing. Um so it, I guess sensing that this was Maybe, uh, what's the word for what they must have thought that how this was being perceived or because Trump actually decides to turn around. Who knows what the fuck? Like it, it, it's, there was a turnaround. Right. Of some they, sort. Spent, they spent a week saying that there was no policy of child separations. And if children were being separated, that was because of old laws on the books from the Democrats. And if the only way to stop it is for Congress to, you know, pass new laws that that make it so they aren't forced to do this. You know, I mean, it was real abuser tactics of, you know, this isn't my fault. This is your fault. You're making me do this. You can make it stop. You know, um, I mean, just really. Horrible psychological warfare and then literally within a day or two after you know after a press conference where the the head of homeland security was basically like this is not you know this is how this is there is no policy this has always been the case let me run down exactly what has been happening and that we aren't doing anything that's different than anything and but also we can't change it and also this policy is zero tolerance and blah 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 within two days then they suddenly were like okay here's an executive order that changes it um and and stops family separation um i mean i think i do think that it was you know the 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 we've talked about this before Maureen where there're very few things that are able to break through the news cycle and you know the parkland shooting being one stormy daniels being one this being one and all of them are visual stormy daniels being obviously a very different visual than than school shootings and and children being right. ripped from their parents, but Stormy Daniels being an incredibly positive yeah, visual. Yeah, but when faced with a 
administration that will just lie and say whatever and to succeed at it most of the time you know like visuals are much harder for them to much harder for them to deny and it it did feel like they had to they had to do something to remove the the active visual from the narrative so that they could you know so that they could continue to do what they did. And I, I like to me, that's, I feel like, why, why they backed down. They realized they could not win that visual war. Or, and actually, it's, it was an audio war as well, because yeah. there's audio of the children. Yeah, ProPublica had screaming. leaked to them uh, audio from within, I think, one of the tender age shelters, right? Of just <laughs> tender, yeah. tender age shelter yeah. is a horrible, new and bone, we... bone chilling phrase. Yeah. I mean, that that was the thing. I mean, I have a, a two-year-old. He will be three uh, by the time we next record. And it's like, you know, I I often just, you know, when you have a kid that little and they are so sweet and so fragile, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean as a parent i often just sort of like touch his face and like you and it's like yeah it's very hard to think about being separated yeah it's true yeah and the damage that's done it's so well documented you guys know it already like the the damage that you do when you take children away Asylum seekers. Yeah. Asylum seekers. People that are literally oh, running for their lives and for their children. And we're like, oh, we're going to steal your children and and keep them in a Walmart. We're going to steal your children and keep them in a Walmart. Which was another moment of gonna... like dystopian on yeah. the nose. So, yes, we steal your children. We keep them in a Walmart where they have to face a giant mural of trump's face so much has happened and that i've forgotten shit like that yeah oh there was God. a things inside like a giant mural of trump's face and um so it also now that he signed this there is no real plan to, for what to do with the the kids that are already none inside of walmart yeah. also all of this being done at, at a cost to the taxpayer that is approximately what three times what it would yeah. be to put them somewhere yeah, else to keep them keep families together so on top of it all everybody it's expensive so um uh, just as a just as a kind of like a little chef's kiss at the very end of of it, the, your, your atrocity here's your atrocity also it costs a lot so like yeah, just add that in at the end. But then we thought we could chef, we could chef kiss it no more. And then Dan. And then. I mean, I was I was kind of running around that this last week, so my attention to the news was off. And every time I looked at it, it was it was a, a, a atrocities against children and I was like, I want to throw up all of the time. Yeah. Are we so then I come back on and there and then everybody's like this jacket. There's a jacket. So what are they talking about a jacket? 
And somebody says like, I think it was like Chris Hayes was like, you'll never, he's like, I, I had to look five times to believe it yeah. was real. Yeah. And uh, like, what's this, you know, jacket? Is it a pink jacket? You know, what's she wearing? Mickey Mouse jacket? No, no, no. She's wearing an she army green jacket. Melania. Melania, yep. sorry. She she is Melania Trump. She makes a And she's so, heading to Texas to visit a facility. A surprise visit to these stolen children who who want, I'm sure want nothing more than to see the wife of the man who has taken them. Yeah. And uh she arrives wearing a army green jacket, a three-quarter length jacket, and with painted on kind of looking uh, typeface on the back that says, I really don't care. Do you? So, um, well, we peaked Dan, did we? Maybe did we peak or? I peaking, peaking implies a high. Hmm. But kind of a high of shit. I don't know. I mean, every time. How many times in the last year and a half have you thought, well, at least we've hit bottom? Well, it's very on the nose, isn't it? And then I had a thought where so they people are like, well, this is an actual jacket that exists. You can buy it at a store called Zara, which I don't know if you know what Zara is. It's a it does like um, pretty good copies of. High fashion, okay. but it, it's more like retail yeah. prices so it's it's cheaper and um so this jacket was 39 dollars. so i had a so i was like well there's a lot to process but then i was like so was the thought process i want to seem relatable so i'll buy this jacket that right. the boars would buy it's 39 dollar jacket because this is what this is what poor people wear this one is yes this one will do yeah. perfectly um, I mean, I, 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 I really think it was her attempt to be relatable. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's extending her far too much charity, you know? She's not shopping at Zara, right. Dan. That's not on She her. is not shopping at Zara, right? Like to me, there's the question of how long has she owned this jacket, right? Like why would she have a $39 jacket from a mall store in her wardrobe at all? You know, like, was that, like, was there a discussion of like, oh, you should dress down and somebody was like, oh, but yeah, look at this. I mean, this is a woman whose entire job up until becoming first lady was modeling, right? Like, she understands that clothing and image project messages and there's a giant message on the back of this jacket. You know, like, it's not just about being relatable. Like, she's not going to just put something on that has writing on the back and not think about the fact that. And she wore the jacket exclusively to walk up the steps of Air Force One. You know, like, so she knows she's being shot from behind. You know, she knows that this is a message that will be seen like that. It's far too charitable to me to think that she was not involved in the thinking of this oh i believe that she was involved in the thing i i just don't know i guess i just don't it's it's impossible it's just um, this is impossible math so then her spokeswoman said well it's just a right. jacket there's no like don't read into it here. there's no hit there's no hidden message everyone's like well yeah it's it's written on the back 
that's the that's the thing is it's not secret if you just really just straight up write it on the back of the jacket. So while her spokeswoman was trying to say that it didn't mean anything, Donald Trump said it refers to the yeah. fake news media and how she's over it and just doesn't yeah. care. So that's good. You know, they've got that totally worked yeah. out. Well, and yeah, and doesn't it all feel like a bolted on explanation? Mm-mm. No, two entirely contradictory bolted on explanations of a jacket this is i do not give a, f- a yeah. single fuck hello hello stolen children this is a woman who was you could see photos of her when baron was first there's a fucking son named baron and you there are photos of her pushing him around in a gold yeah. carriage while surrounded in a gold room with like full of tigers yeah. i mean <laughs> This is like they, they know some. They like they like some yeah. imagery. Yeah, so. and they. It really felt. I think part of the thing that made all of this hard beyond the pure and horrible emotion of what was happening was this is not a crew that is regarded for their empathy right but they they almost seem to relish the cruelty you know and to me that was the thing about the jacket was it was just sort of the exclamation point at the end of horror you know where it was just like oh you know what we're gonna rub this in your face as i walk up this ramp you're going to all see that we really don't care. Dan, I, I have an addendum just because I sometimes just take a quick look to see if anything's going on while recording. And some news is broken as we're recording that relates to this Supreme Court upholds Trump travel ban. Those are the exact words that were tweeted by Donald Trump himself. And then he adds, wow, at the end. So this is what's hard, Maureen. Is it everything? Yes. And and what it is, is that, you know, this time a year ago. We were talking about, you know, I mean, the Mueller was was appointed. He was doing his thing. You know, it. The, the, a year ago was the height of the Steve Bannon, Rince Priebus, um, Jared Kushner internal battles. Like nothing, they couldn't get moving. They could, they could fuck stuff up, but they weren't, they weren't actually hitting their marks. Right, and we're a year later now, and they are. You know, like that, I think, is what's so hard is just like, okay, yeah, they they have found their footing and they, you know, they removed. They removed the people that were hindrances to them just being. Complete pieces of shit, and now they can just do that at speed and anyone else is just going to step aside and let them do it. That's hard. Like, that's fucking hard. Yeah. 
I don't know what America is. Yeah. No, I really, I don't. And I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Dan. Um, maybe it's always been, you know, as, uh, I mean, you know, I'm not going to just be like, hey, but Donald Glover, but like, you know, he did a very good thing when he makes a piece of art that's like, this is America. And he, yeah, he made a nice collage to help us explain the many, the many images, because it's not, it's, it can't be summed up very cleanly. Um, but, uh, so to our Muslim friends listening, this is going to be a, a, a real tough uh, couple of days. Uh, it's just, it's going to be tough all around, but like, you know, the news hitting, that's, yeah, yeah we are, ah, oh, Dan, this is, okay, we gotta, we gotta, uh, we can't just, yeah. we're both reacting because we just both heard this and, uh, okay, 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 this is, it's, fuck, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Huh. Okay. Look, you guys. All right. M Mueller? <laughs> now, we're not... Don't, okay, we can't pin all of our hopes on one man and one process. But it is nice to know that somebody is, is doing something, that there is a part of the system that continues to tick away. Paul yeah. Manafort's ass was sent back... Was sent to jail for witness tampering. Things are still functioning. Elections like New York City elections are happening today. Elections are happening all over. Yes, they're they're trying to get some fucking crazy laws passed and gerrymandering and, and voter suppression. If you can vote, you must vote. If you cannot vote, you can probably do something. You can help somebody get there. You can definitely encourage people to get there. Um, there's always something to do, and we're all going to need to do it all the time. And um, and our lives are are we have new lives, and they can be better lives, uh, full of purpose. And our purpose in America isn't buying bigger TVs and buckets of wings. Um, Although, Dan, I will never deny you a bucket of wings. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah, no no sweat. Um, and uh, we have a, a, better, a better, higher purpose, which is to help our fellow humans. And that's a much better thing to be doing than, you know, just buying shit. I mean, I think that's, so, it's certainly true that there is a great refocusing happening, you know, and a and a and a great reminder to many that there are, you know, higher purposes in 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 life. And I think that I think that in the long term, that is going to be the thing that saves us, you know, is is a reminder that that 
you know, we are going to be the ones that step up and and show that empathy and show that compassion and 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 help to construct what will be a you know a better time than the one we're in. But yeah, yeah. Holy fuck! Uh, I mean, there's there's just such a stark contrast in my brain right now between like the the personal week you had the personal week i had and the the world around it and like trying to figure out how to balance that you know bubble of good <laughs> with a world of shit is uh my God, it's do you wish hard. I ha- do you, do you wish I hadn't told you while we were recording? <laughs> uh, I mean, I it, it 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 certainly it changed the tenor. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, it, my brain kind of became like I I hit a screech in my brain breaks there as a result of it. But uh no, I mean that's the thing you can't hide from any of it. You know, like and that's. That's, I think, the thing that's hard, right, is because we do have the relative wealth and the relative whiteness of being able to hide from it if we wanted to, you know, and like, but we sure can't. And, you know, and 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 it's a luxury to be able to decide, right? An incredible luxury. Um, But but you still have to make the decision that you can't really just hide. You know, you can't really kind of just retreat. As uh, DeRay is, uh, uh, has just tweeted, he says, I keep thinking about all the people who didn't believe Trump during the election and who told people that the president doesn't actually matter. I hope they've learned their lesson now. Yeah. Um, yeah, people me- people will show you who they are. Repeatedly. Yeah. There's no surprise to any of this. You know, and the the people in the in the light of the real anger that came from from the border separations. And, you know, we had this kind of like backlash to that anger, talking about the need for civility and all of that. And how do you stay civil in front of this? And why would you? No, no, fuck politeness. That's, um, you know, that's, so I listen to a podcast. I'm, I listen to many podcasts, but one of the ones I really love is called My Favorite Murder, which a lot of people will listen to. Um, I love them very, very much. And it's two women that talk about true crime. And in a way that's, it, what it does, I didn't get it at first. The first couple of times I listened to it, I was like, it just seems like they're talking about horrible crimes and in a way that's kind of gleeful and weird. And then I was like, oh, and then suddenly it clicked and I got what they were doing, which was completely reclaiming like, yes, we're interested in these stories and we're reclaiming it and we're retelling them like we're owning this so that nobody can ho- hold this fear over us. Like this is yeah. this and one of their catchphrase you know they they talk about the com- the commonalities of some of these stories and one of it is fuck politeness yeah 
you know, that if you get the feeling that there's something weird going on, fuck politeness. And the civility, this fake civility, there's nothing worse than fake civility. I, I, Dan, Dan, I'm going to try to diffuse this a little bit by telling you my Facebook nemesis story. <laughs> okay. So I have this Facebook nemesis, this is someone I went to high school with that drove me crazy because she was always like, and I don't know, I wasn't really that good friends with her. And she was she put up a defense of the Confederate flag and lots of dumb memes. And finally I was like, oh, just go away. And I, I'd, I'd go, go away. But then she popped up making comments on another friend's feed and about, and my friend was talking about how horrible the stuff with the, the, the things with the children that we were just talking about are and what could be done. And was, she was talking about an effort being made in Philadelphia to, to, that, to help these kids. And my Facebook nemesis chimes in and goes, well, you know, it's obviously it's terrible, but, you know, what else can be done? You know, and she, it, was, it was the first defense I'd seen of it. I was like, oh, angry, angry typing. So I didn't arrest her, address her directly because I was like, I don't want to engage with this person. I don't. But I, I was typing some comments below to my other, to my actual friend and making a kind of joke about it, about something she was, I was trying to make a joke personal to her. Okay. And, but that was sort of sub joking at this other person. And she got very offended and made it all about her. And she was like, well, I came here trying to have a civil discussion and see here that my, two of my friends making fun of me, which I think is very telling of this, of the side. And then I was like, that's a data point, isn't it? That people that support this kind of thing, first of all, it's all about them. Yeah. It is believe I, I guess the expression white tears yeah. sums it up in a lot of ways. Um, it's all about her. And she was being civil. Wasn't she being civil? How civil? How very civil she was being about stealing babies. Yeah. Fake civility is the worst. And you should fuck that politeness. Um, I'm not making any sense just because I'm angry and I'm... Uh... What the fuck are we going to say, Dan? I don't know. I've gotten into that very quiet it's anger. gone down the hole. Yeah, I'm like yeah, just you've, you've like staring. <laughs> just sitting, standing here staring. I mean, yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you about something positive that's unrelated. Okay, bring it. The There's a movie that's going to be coming out October 19th this year. It is the film of The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. And uh, it's uh, Angie Thomas wrote the novel. Yeah which is uh, about a, I'll read the summary that's written here. It's, it's Star Carter is a prep school student who witnesses the fatal shooting of her childhood best friend at the hands of a police officer. Facing pressure from all sides of the community, she must find her voice and decide to stand up for what's right. I think this film is going to be one of those real, it's already a big, it's already a big deal. But I think when, when the kind of story is is it comes out in movie form it's going to be one of those big cultural moments that you can look back and say you know it's one of those those little it's going to be a little tent pole yeah. of not a little tent hole but a tent pole of discussion um uh go see the trailer for it uh it's coming out soon and i think it's going to change the discussion in a lot of really positive ways um and be something a really positive force in the fall uh, especially right before elections. Yeah. So 
um, that's a really positive thing that I just want to say that is coming. So there, I, I, I wanted to put something really positive in. Um, look, Dan, this is, uh, it's not great. We, if it makes you feel any better, Trump is establishing a space force. Uh, did that, did it, did that space force, Dan? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just things like space force don't feel as ridiculous or funny, you know, like. That's like, I think I shouldn't have told you in the middle of recording. No, it's okay. Or, it's okay. I mean, I yeah, I just uh, I I I would say, yeah, it just kind of hit me at that at that kind of like deep level of like exhaustion, but knowing you still got to go a lot further, you know, like that's 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 the thing. But I mean. You know, I mean, the, the, the so when I'm done recording this, uh, my two year old is going to walk up to me and say, I want race around the block, uh, which is all he wants to do now, which is to go outside and play what he calls tend Mario Kart, which is pretend Mario Kart, where he will assign you a character and a vehicle and wheels and a parachute. And then he will decide what race uh, you're going to do. And then you have to run around the block. Uh, And, you know, that is a thing that I don't have. I don't have the option of just being like, sorry, I'm too tired. You know, like I'm going to go race around the block, you know. And after that, I got to go do do my job. and get you know get a conference for journalists together and run it and uh you know i mean there's no we don't get to hit the pause button you know on witnessing and working what the hell is going on but also on the rest of our lives you know and that that stuff's important too like the thing that's hard, I think the thing that just really hit me was like, I I have not felt not tired for a long time. And it was like, oh, my God, OK, we're back at, you know, we're we're back at this. And, you know, we don't. We don't got the choice. We got to do it, you know, same way we got to, you know, brush our teeth and all that. Like, it's all this is this is what life is now. You have to. Let's let's some says Huvians, some basic take care steps. First of all, have you eaten today? Have you? I have. Have you, Dan? I have. Okay. What did you eat? Uh my friend the whose house I'm staying at, they he made eggs and bacon and potatoes. It was a great breakfast. That's a good breakfast. It's good. It's important. I have not eaten yet, but that's fine. I will eat. Eat something. Have a little snack. You know, have you had some water? I've not had enough water. Have yeah. some water. Sure. Yeah, just have a have a drink of water. Sit down, have a little break. Get you know, get some exercise. Take a walk. Get outside if you can. If these things are available to you, um, yeah, uh, just do a couple simple things. Whenever it's like this is really, really. Whenever you hit that, when you're you you know that threshold, the one that throbs. Yeah. 
and starts to take over your body and make all the cells in your body warp. Yep. Step back a second. Come back another step further. Let's take one more step back. And let's even take one more step back. And then we take a breath. And then we let the breath go. And then we say, maybe a glass of water. Maybe I could, maybe I should eat a banana. You know, like that's, it's simple, but like, I, don't, I was raised by a nurse, surrounded by nurses at all times who were often like, have you had a snack? Have you had a peanut butter cracker? And um, sometimes even those little, you think they won't help you, but a little quick break can be surprisingly beneficial. Yeah. Especially if you feel the kind of warp. I'm not saying that's going to fix this. I'm saying like just to kind of maneuver through your day and continue the efforts that you need to make, especially if you're someone directly affected by this. Um, taking care of yourself, you know, resting if you can, sleeping if you can, um, getting a book and just read like anything you can do to kind of make sure that you're taking care of yourself. I don't, I'm, I don't, I'm your aunt. Yeah, I'm, I'm your aunt. What did you eat? Did you eat something? Like, really? Please, please take care of yourselves because we, and that this burden is shared. Yeah. Yeah. This, this burden is shared. And it's not just you because it will feel sometimes like it is literally just you internalizing every single thing that's happening. And it's not just you because this burden is shared. It's not shared equally, but it is shared. Oh, Maureen, you stepped up. You stepped up. Yeah, Did my I? brain just went into full lockdown. And I will point out, your voice got better. Well, it did what it needed to do. Apparently, you needed to talk, talk through it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, may I add, fuck Trump. Yeah. And, fu and fuck all those who enable him. Yeah. All those who, you know what, frankly, all those who voted for them. I, it's not, yeah. it's not compassionate, but uh, fuck you guys. Um... Uh, if you voted for him and you're, you've made a change of heart, you know, I guess, um, come on, hurry up, hustle your ass. Hustle your ass. And uh, do everything you possibly can to help with this effort. Can I tell you something about my wedding? Yeah. Yes. Please. So we, we said no gifts. But, you know, people do give this. So we've set up a thing where we're going to give the stuff to charity, to a food bank and to a local no-kill animal shelter. And um, so people brought. So I asked two people from I know from online, two readers I've known for about 10 years. About a week and a half ago, I said, hey, you guys, can you just help do these decorations at my party? Like I, I you know, I was like, get these flowers for me, stick them in these jars. Like and I just they, I said, can you come to New York? They came to New York. Apparently, from that point on, they were sleepless for a week and a half. Wow. And they spent all of that time making things. And here are some of the things they made. They took every reference of every single thing they know that I like <laughs> and got images and printed high-quality images, which they then put into frames or strung along. So, like, if you went into the bathroom, there was, like, candles, and then there was, like, a a little altar to Bowie in the corner. And then if you looked in the other corner, there was like an altar to Sher Jeremy Brett as Sherlock Holmes, or there was a wall of Richard Ayoade and like beautiful framed pictures of Gilda Radner on the way in, or like 
it was hundreds of references, hundreds scattered all throughout, like all throughout the venue. I never even saw them all. There were like, there were pride decorations strung throughout. Uh, they did beautiful flower arrangements. Like they did all this amazing stuff. They they printed out the names of, it took me a while to figure out what was going on because there were two giant mason jars full of thousands and thousands of slips of paper in the front. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. And then I looked at it more closely and I realized that they had printed out the names of Twitter, 10,000 Twitter followers, cut them out individually and put them in jars as if they were like, so they were attending the wedding. Then they took advanced reader copies, old advanced reader copies, punched them out into heart shapes and then hand run them through a sewing machine to make like miles of gar of heart shaped uh. arc gar garland that spread all throughout. So like they did all of this after I just quickly emailed them the other week. But then Dan, they had a, cause we were like no gifts, but someone's going to bring something. So in the front, they, uh, they set up a box and Dan, it was a blue apron box. <laughs> that just had some janky, scrawly handwriting. Like it was like on the back of a slate. It was all, I mean, it was just scrawled, kind of gross. It just said cards here. That is hilarious. It was amazing. So I have a blue apron box in my house, <laughs> which is, which is good because in times like these, uh. we don't have a lot of time to think about. We do have to eat, but our brains are full. And they're not. Sponsor Maureen. Eating is important. We don't have any sponsors. Oh, we, says Whovians, surely some of you must make a product. Uh, maybe you run a store for, uh, what, a, uh, kites? Yeah, kite store. And sure. you want to sell we, your we, we have a lot of kite store owner listeners. And you want and you want right. someone to sell your send us a kite, and we'll be like, flew your kite, yeah. and that'll be a thing that you can do. Um, but if you until then, why not try fresh basil fettuccine, which is just spaghetti and tomatoes? Uh, our can, theme music is performed by Ted Leo, which you can. It's, our logo is designed by Darth. Dar you can, can just, contact us can at say, says who on say, Twitter. Say Darth again. Our logo is designed by Darth. How, see, you feel? Do you feel better? Darth, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, Darth's Darth out there. You can contact us at says who podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey that is h e y at says who podcast dot com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash groups slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. And every time you email us, we you get a free subscription to Blue Apron, not, our this sponsor. This uh, part is not true. And uh, they've got some really, really. That's not. No. Well, they're not Chrissy a Teigen's chipotle lime chicken yeah. fajitas. They she seems nice, but no. They taste just like Chrissy Teigen. So that's delicious. Uh, you can join us on July 11th for our next episode. I'll be in England. And I'll be in Colorado. So, we'll, see, we'll see how that works. Slowly moving further apart. Yeah, it's good because the time zones work well. The time zones work well, and I actually don't know because I'm going to England because I married an English person. 
and most of his family couldn't fly over. So a lot of the people that we had our party here uh, are a lot of the U.S.-based people, although several um, English people to come over, and that was lovely, and they all kind of met, like our families met, part of our families met for the first time. And everyone was like, oh, they're so fancy and English. And I was like, yeah, they are. And um, they do. They just sound wonderful all the time. And I send him. So if there's something that has to be done in our building, I send him and he doesn't know why. I'm like, just go and get the keys. And they're like, won't I need my ID or anything? I'm like, no, no, no. Just go to the door and they'll give you the keys. The English guy. Yeah. And he's like, they just handed it to me. I'm like, yeah, it's because you're English. You just sound trustworthy. So, um, so we're going to go to England to like have a, we're having another like afternoon party there. So we had to kind of split our event. So I don't know where I'm going to be. I think I'm going to be in London that day, possibly in a hotel. I'll figure it out. I might be in a car. Look, we're going to figure the shit out. We're getting scrappy this summer, Maureen. I mean, it's the on the road, it's the to the max on the road summer. Um, it, it does seem to have taken on a kind of Mad Maxian quality uh, with what's going on in the background, but um, look, you guys, we're going to do this. We're going to do it together. Keep it loose. Move around. Uh, hi- hydrate. Get yourself some Mongolian beef and noodles with sweet peppers and scallions Stop. by go to Blue Apron backslash 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 says who backslash Carter Page backslash says Sam Nunberg. ninety five free boxes. All right, I'll post a picture of my of my Blue Apron box so everyone can see it. From my friend Jeff's house in Minnesota, I'm Dan Sinker. From my closet in New York City, where outside they are drilling for what I think is the sewer, I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who? Brought to you by Blue. Not. It's not. It's not that. I'm not going to rule it out, but it's not right now. There! I knew I'd get you. I just want a sponsor. So bad.